0: Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 100. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo. How y'all doing? So, we want to let you guys know right now, after having weeks of opportunity to plan and really do something special, we landed on doing nothing. It's true. So, as usual, um, that's just who we are. To who, uh, who I am. <laughs> this is why, though, that everyone says, oh, AJ, it's okay. Uh, because listen, they
1: think listen. that I am mean to you he, because listen. I said that. Listen, I'm going to make it clear right now that it's nobody's nobody's responsibility than mine to make these kind of things happen. That makes so, it look
0: way worse, though, that I said what I said. No, anyway, regardless, I'm guys... I'm just
1: willing to own up to the fact that I did not... I did not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Deliver. I did not deliver. But you know what? It's not the... The fluff. It's
0: not the decorations. It's not the icing on the cake that makes Real Talk real. It's the realness. (laughs) And part of the realness is this is who we are. So take it or leave it. (laughs) So we are excited to be here. It's pretty surreal. We talked about it. Was it last night or the night before when we were like,
1: hey. Probably both.
0: Yeah. So uh, AJ asked me if I was excited Mm -hmm. about Real Talk. And I said, why? And then he goes, because it's episode 100. I was like, oh, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure it's really sunk in yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Or that, I don't know, we've done it so many times now that, that uh, I don't know if it, if I'm not really processing it, but it's, it's it's exciting, it's surreal, we've done a, we've had the opportunity to talk about a lot of things, we've had the opportunity to have people on here and have good conversations, so just, I'm pretty thankful, and that's, and this is the end of the show. Goodbye. There'll be no, no, I meant literally of the show. This is the last <laughs> this episode. Is it? Wow. wow. So anyway, end of an era. <laughs> what is real talk? Real talk is an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Up, above, or below, or somewhere, somewhere wherever under. you're watching or listening to this, you'll see a link: www.theremnant.life/real-talk. Click the link, go down and submit a question. Hit the box, follow the prompts. Tippity tap, send your question in. And it goes completely anonymously into our database. No name, no phone number, no contact. Couldn't find you if we tried. And it's just uh, a way for you to be able to maybe ask some of those questions about life, God, the Bible, that are real and serious, sometimes silly, that you just feel maybe uncomfortable asking mm. or topics. So that's the gist of it.
1: There it is. That's it.
0: I think that's about it. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> How's your
1: week? Um, it's been interesting, man. I think there's been a lot of reflection. You know, it's funny. Um. I know last week I kind of came on and I was talking about how like I wasn't really feeling condemnation from last week but it was it was like it was more like a like conviction it was like hey you know I I realize that there's a lot of things I could do better or there's a lot of things that I could change and I think that that's just a continuation like you know I wouldn't say that I'm I'm condemning myself cuz it looks different like when I'm condemning myself I, you're gonna have to be. I think one of the things is making sure you're being specific for people that are just tuning
0: in for this episode. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Okay. Yeah, saying, that's that's a good idea yeah. to recap. So
1: I've been. I've been. Like I why guess, would you be
0: condemning yourself right now? I think for someone watching that doesn't know that, like that, that's sort of like wh- what's going on. What's the gotcha.
1: situation? Yeah. Thank you. So it's like a. I've. I guess it's been an ongoing battle for me for like, um, different areas of my life as far as like productivity or, you know, make, I guess putting my, my best foot forward, you know, giving, giving the best effort and like knowing that I did that, like knowing that I can say, Hey, you know what? I gave it my best shot. And I think, you know, in the past, a lot of the time I've been condemning towards myself in the fact that man, like, you know, if I didn't give any everything, if I, if I didn't give my everything in something, um, it would really, it would really affect me really bad. But in a bad way, it wouldn't like, it wouldn't push me to do better. It would make, make me feel like I just want to give up because I'm never going to, I'm never going to do it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, man. I think that's where for our relationship, you know, we were really similar. That's an area that I kind of like, I confess this and you know, I struggle to relate to you in that area because the idea of just quitting, Yeah, like definitely understand the condemnation. I definitely understand the the feeling of like, gosh darn, I gotta be better. But the idea of quitting is, is hard for me to understand so mm-hmm. can you maybe explain why that's the, what the thought process that leads to, because I'm sure there's other people that feel that way. Yeah, that leads to that. Like I'm just gonna, and I mean this genuinely. like yeah. I, I don't understand that.
1: Um, so whenever I'm in a bad place, and what is a bad place? Like if I'm not, I guess when, I guess when I say bad place, it's more like. Like when it's not conviction, it's condemnation. Like like the difference there. Like when I'm in a bad place as far as like condemning myself, I think it leads to giving up because in, it's it always points back to like me not being good enough or me not having the ability or me not. It's always just me, not this. You know, Like I can't. I don't have the skill. I don't have the drive. I don't have whatever. Yeah. And so then I think... The con- like in when I'm in that, that, that mind space, the conclusion is always quit.
0: That's odd, man, because I don't know if you heard that, but there's a lot of me and I in that.
1: Exactly. It's selfish. Like,
0: well, I'm not even saying it's selfish, because I, I don't think your heart is like, I want to be selfish. But yeah. you know, I think you're speaking for a lot of people, and this has been something I've we've talked about and I've brought up recently because I can have that tendency too to at least focus on my negatives. I, I tend to be a guy that's like, Gets mad then wants to prove wrong, you know, or, or prove mm-hmm. it. So that's where I said it's hard for me to understand sometimes the quitting thing. Yeah. I mean, I've had the moments, but, you know, I the me, me, I, I, man, like, nothing we do, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. You know, anything you do for the kingdom, bottom line is God gave you. So, I don't know, do you think... I mean this nicely. I'm going to look like a jerk to everyone watching anyway, because I do every time. But do you think that's a cop out that it's a like, and don't just say, yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely asking you, yeah. do you think in your own mind, as you look at it from the outside, that that gives you an excuse to continue to in your own, you know, in your mind fail because you're incapable of doing it. You don't have right. to look in the mirror and just say, "I'm." I'm, I'm not saying this is true, but using the word right. I'm lazy or I just don't want to do it. Like. If, if you don't have the ability, then it's never really your effort. It's never really the fact that you can change anything. You just get to say, mm, "I'm not. I can't do it."
1: I think I accept that a lot. Like when I'm when I <clears throat> like on the outside looking in. Like I think. Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah, with hindsight or whatnot. Absolutely, I think <clears throat> I think a lot of time I just accept that 100. I think I just yeah, but go, is
0: that is the real reason because. You just, it's easier to deal with that than to deal with, I just don't do it. I have the capability, mm-hmm. so I don't do it. Um, like, which is worse in your mind? Is it worse if you just aren't good enough and you don't have the capability? Or if mm-hmm. you had to look in the mirror and say, I have the capability, I'm choosing not to do it.
1: <laughs> it's definitely much easier to accept that like, I don't have the capability. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think that's, that's the lies I deal with a lot. Is, is hearing that, right? Like, like I don't have the ability or I don't have the, it's like a.
0: Yeah. But isn't that, isn't that better than like to me, you know, the old saying, like, or at least I don't know if it's an old saying, I've always said this, like, Mm -hmm. I don't expect things out of people that don't have the capability to do that. Yeah. So, right. It's unfair to say to you, to me, either one of us, Hey, go out right now and win the mile race in the Olympics. Like that's not going to be possible. <laughs> right, right. So I don't have to really worry about it. Versus you have the complete capability to do this simple task. You just don't want to do it. Hmm. I wonder sometimes if we, we people in general, yeah. that we we don't want to face the reality that we just want it to be easy. Yeah. And, you know, saying I'm not capable of doing something gives me a cop out answer of why I didn't do it. So I've heard people even say, wives or husbands say, well, I just can't be what they need. That's not true. Mm. Like you're telling me you are incapable of being a spouse the way the Bible tells you to be. Right. You're telling me you're incapable of that. So if you're capable you're of that, then you can, you have justification to quit. Instead yeah. of looking in the mirror and saying, I am choosing not to do what God has told me I'm capable
1: of doing. It's just a, a I, That having. makes sense. Like it's like, it's like you said, it's justification. It's. It's justifying using the excuse of "I'm incapable" instead of just saying you don't want to.
0: Yeah, and I'm not picking on you. I think it's our culture, right? So I'm gonna. This is good. I like it. You know the snowflake culture mentality in this new generation, right? If you know that, um, our gener, all our generation, which is the con, what they mean by that is that we are fragile. Yeah. Right. We can't do anything. So I think you're seeing that in the world a little bit, right? When something is unfair instead of rising to the occasion we are calling society to lower the standard Hmm. do you i mean i I really believe that's what's happening in school so instead of so let's take example like they we know that they made the special forces like uh physical requirements easier i know i've heard Mm -hmm. that right and you guys can look that up quote yourself but i've heard that from reliable sources that's what's happening yeah so think about that what that even says culturally we want our special we want to be more inclusive we want to make it, instead of telling the people that failed, like, you know what? You, excuse me, I'm so sorry. You weren't able to do it or you got to train harder. Let's make it easier. Hmm. And I think we do that in society, man. We, we, we take the cop-out answer instead of accepting the fact that we can just try harder and do better. Yeah. So I wonder sometimes in, if that's part of that mindset that's almost been ingrained in us since, in, since childhood and this new culture, even in schools, like, oh, it's okay. We'll just everybody gets that participation trophy, so it's okay. And I don't mean this politically, even. I'm just saying right. it affects culture
1: and yes. it hinders people. Absolutely, I think that. Um, I think for me, like, even just you know, like you said, especially from childhood, it makes sense. Like, I think that's something I have to fight. Like, you know, what are you
0: doing to fight it?
1: Um, not a whole lot.
0: So you're not really fighting.
1: Yes not really I'm not pa- I'm just, no, no I'm just trying good. to
0: like fight through that, so then what do you do with that
1: um I think I have to come to a place where I have to accept the fact that there's something wrong and the, the idea that I don't like I'm not fighting it, you know, and I think that's where I have to start like why don't you want to fight it, and then I have to like I guess dig into that and then figure out why I don't Does that make sense
0: I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but how long does that process take?
1: I think it's...
0: I'm in a excuse me a similar situation. <coughs> it's going to seem less harsh when I talk about what I'm going through. Yeah. Because I'm really talking to myself a little bit too. But I don't know, man. At what point do you just start doing it? Whatever it That's is you're true. wanting to do. Like, you don't sit and overanalyze it. <coughs> excuse me. Apparently, I'm choking to death on this episode. <laughs> uh, but you just face the reality that... Yeah. You know, I was talking to someone the other day. It's almost like sometimes people, okay, I want the I want the medal that I get at the end of the 5K. Yeah. But they shoot the gun and we just, you kind of just sit and go, well, everyone's going to end up back here anyway. Yeah. <coughs> right? He's like, because okay, maybe a better example would be the 400 meter race. Like yeah. I want the medal. So I'll just wait here and let everybody come back. And guess what? I finished. I ended mm-hmm. up where everyone else ended up, even though you didn't take one step. Right. And I'm seeing that for myself sometimes too. So it's like. It's, it's cool to sit and analyze at times, and I think that's good, and we've yeah. talked about that in process, but sometimes I wonder, even on this show, if we've started to make people believe that the, that the act of processing is the end goal. Mm. You process to get somewhere. You don't process for the You don't process just to process.
1: Yeah. That's good. You know what good. I'm saying?
0: Because then you get stuck in the loop. I think it was last week we had someone ask a question like, hey, when I focus on other people, I don't have the opportunity to, to process, You know, and where's the line? Do you remember mm-hmm. that question? And I think that, I think the question is fair, but I think the confusion comes that, you know, it's, it's almost like in Christianity or in life, we, we over uh, correct, right? So like Christians, maybe in, in our faith, we're not processing at all and we're not dealing mm-hmm. with our hurt. And so then we're like, hey, we got to deal with it. We got to talk about it, real talk. But then we forget that the whole purpose of having real talk is to get somewhere, not right, to just not stay just,
1: in it. You're right. Not just to have real talk. It's, it's to get you somewhere. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I think that is lost a lot. Now with your analogy that you're using for like like the 400 race. So this is where I was. So this is this is where my mind went. And I think this is this is part of me just being transparent and like thinking about like how I how my mind really works. Sometimes is I think there's times like you said like people want that medal right. They want the medal, but they don't want to like take the step. Like 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 you said, like they'll just wait for yeah. others to the other, just come around and go, hey, look, 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 I'm here with everybody else. I think there's times where I don't even like I don't really want the medal. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like,
0: well, there you go. There's your answer.
1: Yeah, you don't like, want to. Su-
0: you don't want to do it well.
1: So like, like now I don't think it's a thing all the time, but I think that that's something that I struggle with sometimes. Like in that race, right? There's times where I'm like. I just don't really feel. So like if Jesus I have told
0: you to go and run the race, you're going to go. Nah, I don't want to.
1: I think because that's I'm, what he's saying. Right? right. I mean, you're I, saying I, I, I think just in, don't want to do it. In my flesh, sometimes yes.
0: Well, okay. At least you're being real. Like there's yeah. your, the, then all this talk about like if we're being completely blunt and honest, having real talk, and want to model this for people, then yeah. all your talk about you know trying to figure out and self condemn. What do you? We like you don't want to do it. There's
1: your answer. Mm-hmm. The
0: easiest answer in the world. You don't want to do it right whatever that it is sure and and i think that's better than most people you know you're admitting that's the truth so now what do you do with that um because you just don't want to do it and you said now here's the thing you said well sometimes when i'm not i mean apparently something and i'm not i mean it's genuinely it's sometimes every time you don't want to do something so every time Um, you don't want to do something you know
1: yeah that's a good question i think that I think yeah, I'd say so. Like I think whenever whenever I don't again, again it goes back to feelings, right? Like just like living in your feelings all the time. So like I think when whenever there's times where I don't really feel like feel like doing something or if I don't um or if I I guess if I don't feel like well, I guess yeah, there's no really other way to put it, I guess. Yeah, if there's times where I don't really like feel like doing something, I think yeah, that's when the effort Fall short. That's when.
0: Um. Well, that's still different. Like, cause you're not. That's not that the effort falls short. You're not get. You just admit it. You're not giving effort. Right. Because you don't want to do
1: it. Yeah. So that's a good way to put I'm, it. I mean, yeah. I'm
0: asking. So you're saying when I don't want to do something, I just don't ever give. I don't give effort.
1: So yes, I would yeah. say most of the time. I, I mean, at say least sometimes. that's honest, man. Yeah, I think. That, I think that.
0: And by the way, clearly, when any time, n- none of us want to do things we don't want to do naturally.
1: Yeah. Probably. I don't know, man! So like, but it's, it's, it's weird though, because I don't think that's my heart. I think that's like my, I think, and I, I guess it's, that's, that's what I was trying to get at is like, I think there is times where I do see it and I mm-hmm. want that. Right. I think, but then there's also the times where it's almost like we talk about like the trader. I think the trader a lot of the time doesn't want any of that. And I think because my feelings can, can agree with that trader sometimes it overtakes me a lot. So like I think that who I really am, I think I like I do want that. You know, I want to I see the goal, I see the bigger picture, you know. But I so often let the trader and the feelings that go along with the trader overtake that. And so yeah. I think that yeah.
0: We need I, to define trader. So if you're just watching Dan or you missed that episode, so one of the things I've I've kind of coined this for myself, um, and, and I'm sure someone else has said it, but uh-huh. the gist of it is in life, we really have two enemies, right? We have the traitor inside us, which is the old us. Yeah. The us that doesn't, that is sinful, that is changing, that wants to do things not the way God wants to. Yeah. And then we have the enemy, and the enemy is the devil, right? The one who tempts us and, and is active in the world. And a lot of times the traitor works with the enemy, right? He wants That's right. to not do the thing. So when he says the traitor, he means that part of him that doesn't want to do what God wants him to do. Yeah, it's hard, man. Like... <clears throat> It's hard, so if I'm completely transparently honest, it's even hard for me to hear you say that because I definitely understand. And maybe we're just talking to. I definitely understand the battle against the traitor. Yeah, hundred percent understand it. Um, clearly, anytime we sin and choose sin, is is that battle right? Right. Um, because we can't blame it on the devil. The devil doesn't make us do it, right? You know, so it's is our choice, it's the temptation, and. Yeah. All, but yeah, I just think it's so indicative of the world that we're in, and it is hard for me to relate to the idea of in the case, of, in this specific case. Yeah. When it comes to sinful choices, I get it. Like, you know, looking at this or doing that, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here say I'm above that. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, those bat, that battle or the times when I snap, when I shouldn't or all these kinds of things. Yeah. But when it comes to the idea that you just, so, you know, I don't want to try. What, what do you think in those moments? Like what is life then? Do you just think in your mind, like, I just want to go in a hole and die. like, what do you think is um, going to happen when you don't try in
1: those moments? What do I think is going to happen? When Does that I make don't sense? Try? Like,
0: I don't understand where that mindset
1: leads. Like, Nowhere. I don't even
0: want to run the race. Nowhere. So then, what? What's the goal? You just die.
1: Um, genuinely, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. You. So I'm, try- or maybe I'm trying. Maybe it's those to... things
0: that you don't even think about.
1: Um, I think it's it's more like uh, just sit.
0: And and what? What are we waiting for when we sit?
1: Nothing. Like kind of like how I used to be like how yeah. my life was like mm-hmm. so it's funny man like I talk, I think I've I've said this in like passing to like other people like how I used to be in general so yeah. like so even like growing up so when f- even like so I'll, I think a lot of it even in my own life like started with school for example so from my like kindergarten to fifth grade I was a straight-a honor roll student yeah and that's because I didn't know that you didn't have to do your homework I'm serious. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny. Like, I think it's funny. No, you, but like, you're
0: like, I, I mean, but even that mindset's weird. What do you mean by I didn't have to? Who's the, like, who determined that? Well,
1: do you know It saying? was just the rules to me. Like, cause I didn't, yeah. I had not experienced the option yet mm. to not have to, cause as a kid, but when, as soon as sixth grade rolled around and I, and I started and like I realized that you didn't have to do your homework, I'd never did it again. Like I didn't care anymore. Yeah, I
0: understand the concept, but I'm trying to dig in. So when you say I didn't have to, when mm-hmm. you were thinking that you had to, why did you think you had to?
1: Because um, to me, it was just like a fact.
0: What was going to happen if you didn't?
1: I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I just okay. like it was more like a
0: like the option wasn't there.
1: Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the option was not there. So therefore, I just like did it. <laughs> As soon as I found out the option was there that to where you didn't have to do it and there wasn't gonna be like grave circumstances.
0: Okay, that's what I see. Yeah.
1: Yes. Then I was like, I don't wanna do homework. Mm. And I think from there it just kind of it like rooted in other parts of me in my life. You know, mm-hmm. and like so like that's just an example because even though it's funny, like I think like there's a part of it's like like to me, I'm like, Yeah, man, like I think that's it's funny how that works. Mm. Like it, it started off at a young age and then it just it just it roots into other parts of your life and then before you know it, like you're just kinda like whatever. Exactly. Like the option's there to know that you don't have to, so you don't.
0: So what do you do with that? Now like the idea that you you said, honestly, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to run the race or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> run the four hundred meter, right? Um and he's talking about specific tasks or things to do, right? Not, sure. not the Christian faith. Yeah.
1: Um well, first off, I guess, to go into, like, I think that's why, you know, it was funny a couple of nights ago, I think that's why, you know, I remember I was talking to you and I said, sometimes, sometimes I I question, like, even though I've seen so many incredible things, I think that's sometimes, that's why I question my own heart sometimes. Like, I question whether or not, like, if this is even, like, like, like how real has this even, like, like I guess, how much has my heart really changed? Sometimes I think that, like, has it even changed at all? Because then... And I think it relates back to that, right? Like how, how this stuff, how I feel about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because, when, because when you ask me, like, so what do you do with that? Um, my, mind, my mind goes, I have no idea. Because it's like, it's, it's I a I think hard... it's
0: okay to say you do have any idea. I think admitting that. But do, okay. okay, so you don't have an idea. But do you, are you willing to be told or pushed or find the idea? Mm-hmm. I guess let me let me see what I mean so i yeah. this verse came to mind okay um when we were talking, and I think this is for a lot of us when we have that moment it makes what what paul said okay when when i when what you just described i think makes sense now when paul said this, okay, so first corinthians chapter nine <clears throat> um so in starting in verse twenty four he says before that he talks about Um, I'm a free man, not everyone's slave. I've made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew. He essentially goes through to the week I became weak in order to win the week. Now I do all this because of the gospel so I may become a partner in its benefits. Essentially saying, I've worked this. I'm going to keep doing these things. I do this for the gospel. I become what I need to become. I do what I need to do. I serve everyone, even though it's hard. And then he says in verse 24, Don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way to win the prize. Now, everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. However, they do it to receive a crown that will fade away. But we, a crown that will never fade away. Therefore, I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control Mm. so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. He is already to the point, it's like, only want run in such a way as to win the prize. You need to not only do it, you need to want to win. Yeah. And then he goes on and implies that it takes self-control in everything. It takes – I discipline my body. I bring it under strict control. I think in our, our generation, is, it's always so much about how I feel. It is. And I think that's why a lot of the older generation struggles with the younger generation. I also think it's why we're where we're at because we need to learn from the older generation – um the work ethic and that life is not roses Mm -hmm. and butterflies all the time yep you know so i guess what i would say to you man is like you're you're in good company in the sense that you don't want to do this sometimes yeah but paul paul himself said that but you i bring my body under strict self-control like what if it isn't about what you feel at all
1: and I believe that. Like, I think. No, I mean, let me let me say
0: this again, though. Stop yeah. saying you believe that, and actually consider the fact that it's not about what you feel. It's not about. Well, I get it, man. But like, you know how you said I didn't have the option between kindergarten and fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. You don't have the option right now. This isn't an mm. optional thing. You You have to do it. Mm. And so that verse, we actually have this verse on our wall from the old church. Actually, it says, it's true. Uh, work and paraphrasing. Uh, but whatever you work, working with all your heart as though working for the Lord, like yeah. that's discipline in your body. And Paul's saying, I do all the things I do, I become these things, not because I want to in the moment, but mm-hmm. because there is no other option. Mm. You know the truth. That's really good, you know, man. And so I to encourage you, man, you're definitely not that guy. Yeah. Okay. You are not that you that doesn't want to run the race. But I think you let him control you sometimes. You let him have a bigger voice. <laughs> and until you recognize the fact that guess what? You I guess I could flip the analogy. You actually have another option. He's not in control. You're take, you're actively allowing the trader to control you. Yeah. And when you think about it that way, you know, we talk, we kind of made a connection here. I've said this before, like the works of the flesh. I like the idea of that, right? Fruit of the spirit. You don't have to work to have the fruit of the spirit. You just let it happen because mm-hmm. that's what naturally happens. Apple trees grow apples, Christians bear fruit. Yep. But you gotta work to do the sinful parts. You gotta yeah. let it you gotta make an active choice to live out of that. Mm. And it is gonna be easier. And I think sometimes we shy away from the parts of the gospel that we don't want to hear. I know I do. You know, you I, I said this Sunday, I think, even. Um you know, it's compared to a race, it's compared to a battle, it's compared to carrying burdens, it's compared to carrying a cross, it's compared to being crucified. Mm-hmm. And maybe you haven't faced that in those moments. Yeah. That's it's good. not about what AJ wants. So you said, sometimes I don't want to run the race. Yeah. First question is, what does Jesus want you to do? He wants me to run the race. I don't, and I'm not preaching to you. I'm trying to, like, these are things I think to myself. Yeah. You know, and and I sometimes I guess like every time we have this talk, it's always like, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like maybe are you being real with that? Like, do you actually hear that and and understand that you're it's not about what you want? Like, what if I told you Jesus doesn't care about what you want? How does that make you feel inside? I get it. No, not get it. How does it make you feel inside? Um, I don't care about what you want, AJ. I
1: feel like. I feel like him like I I get it to the extent of like and I'm not asking you to get it. I'm saying yeah.
0: what do you what does it make you feel the thought of Jesus saying to you yeah. I don't care what you want.
1: So it makes me feel it doesn't make me feel bad. I guess I'll say that. And the reason why I think it doesn't make me feel bad is because I think I've talked about it before is because the way I was raised was like to not really like not focus on yourself anyway, but focus so much on others. But mine yeah. was in an unhealthy extent. I like, actually disagree like, with you, man. I think yeah.
0: that based on people don't know your story, and I'm going to look like meanie, but, yeah. you know, I actually think it was made to focus on you. Mm. It was always about your effort. Yeah. It was always about you do, making people happy. But mm. who's in control then? You get me. to be the one who's constantly, and and listen, man, me too, in a different way. Yeah. By the way, going back to the Jesus doesn't care what you want, okay? What I mean by that, I always start with this sometimes with people because it messes with their head. So I've said this to people close to me, and they're like, well, Jesus wants this. I go, what if Jesus doesn't care about your happiness? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes God doesn't care about your happiness. God cares about your holiness. And when we're holy is when we are most happy because we're living the way that we're supposed to be living. And I think sometimes in the short term, you know, I always I read this analogy a long time ago. I couldn't tell you what book it's from. Maybe one of you guys that are listening or watching know. Mm-hmm. But he compared it to being in a bear trap. Apparently, in order to get someone out of a bear trap, you actually have to push it in farther to hit the release and, and then the legs. Right? But if you go grab a, a dog or a fox and you push it in there more, that dog starts biting you. It starts squealing because it doesn't understand that in that moment it's actually doing something to free you. Right. And so I don't mean to be harsh. I'm more no. trying to challenge these this lies, is good. man, because. You are more than that. And sometimes I do think the way Paul describes it, like you gotta be a soldier. Mm. You imagine being on a battlefield in the middle of literal battle. You got your comrades behind, and they're like, Yeah, hey, we gotta get over that hump, or we're not gonna live. And you go, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of how I am sometimes. Well,
0: like, I think we all are, and yeah. so I think that's what I said earlier. And I appreciate you being transparent yeah. because I know you're sitting here hearing. Hard questions. By the way, what I'm going to share with mine goes along with this to a degree, yeah. which is weird, because um, I'm kind of in the same battle. And so I guess that's probably why I'm so passionate, because I'm saying to you what I've been saying to myself.
1: You yeah, know? I appreciate it, man. I don't. Whenever I like you ask me these questions, I'm never like offended. I'm more like it's good. It challenges me. It makes me think. Like it makes me. It makes me think about how I feel. You know. It makes me because, like you said, like it's good because I was like you stopped me because I was like, well, I, I get it. But You're like, no, that's it's not what I'm just asking. Yeah, because
0: you. when we say we get it, I think we still aren't accepting that it's the best way.
1: Yeah, if we're honest, that's good. You you know, you're right because well, our
0: wants don't always. The reason I think sometimes Jesus, the idea, and I'm saying this, He does care. He doesn't care about what he wants is because what we
1: wants not always healthy. Yes, you're right. It's not because <laughs> it, especially for like me, for example, like you said, like a lot of the time I let the trader control and and if if the traitor's controlling that means he's controlling what i want and so if he's controlling what i want it's probably not good well and it's not
0: what your heart really wants because the bible says you've been given a
1: new heart yes so he's just making you
0: believe that you're and which is why you end up condemning yourself because you're Mm -hmm. like why do i not want the things that i want reminds me of paul romans Mm -hmm. 7 right i do what i don't want to do and don't do what i want to do exactly i find this war within me you know on the one hand i want to follow god's law but i find another work Mm -hmm. there's something else at work within me that doesn't Yes. Which is the traitor, right? It's that idea.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, like, <sighs> I think for me, you know, I don't think as far as, like, what I feel, you know, I think that the way that we're called to live is never going to feel the best because it is a sacrificial life that, like you said, we're not, we have sin inside of us. So I think the way you feel is never going to measure up to, like, what it's supposed to be. To a degree, I agree with that, but
0: I think also that can lend itself to, and I've done this, this sort mm-hmm. of depressing Christianity, yeah. when I actually think it's a little opposite. I think it's like taking splinters out. Mm-hmm. It hurts in the short term because you are you don't like it, yeah. right? It'd be easier to leave it in, but once God gets it out, yeah. then it starts to feel better. Does that make sense? So sometimes I think it's not going to feel comfortable at the beginning, but I think at the end or after we beat that... yeah excuse me, we're healthier, we're better, we don't hurt as much, you know what I mean? Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even you saying, I th- It absolutely I think it's- is sacrificial in the sense that we have to give up what we want in the short term to know that what God has for us in the long term is so, so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us Christians, and I think you're being honest, whereas a lot aren't. Uh, some of you listening to the show, you're not honest, you're very dutiful in your faith, but you don't believe that that, that thing God's asking you to give up or the way that God's asking you to be. So say you're a wife and you don't like your husband. And so you've, you've, and by the way, there are wives that don't like their husbands and they think, well, I'll just suck it up and I'm going to be cold and shut down and depressed. And you know, God had, God wants me to do this, but he wants me to be miserable. And, and so you're viewing it wrong that, that God's desire for you to love your husband, let's say, or vice versa mm-hmm. that in the long run, yes, it is about something inside of you, right? He's always working on us, but like, you're going to, it's going to be better if we keep doing what he tells us to do. Yeah. And that's where I struggle sometimes too. I don't see that. I don't see the end. And so I get caught up in the moment. I get caught mm. up in the battle. I get caught up in like, yeah. it's kind of like when you, you train, right? Uh, I guess I could use Clint. I hope he doesn't mind me. So like we started P90X and when he first started, he couldn't do some of the stuff that it said. And it was really frustrating, right? And it hurt. And now he's able to do the things and if he knew that it would lead to him being able to do these certain moves and physical things, it probably would have made that process a lot easier. Yeah. But in the moment, it doesn't seem realistic that you're gonna to get to the place where you can do it. Right. Right. So let's like say it was push-ups. When you're training to do put like I'm gonna do a hundred push-ups. Well, the, the days that you're doing 25 and it's miserable and you wanna die, you don't see the end that there's gonna come a time when you can actually do a hundred. Because mm, if you true. could live in that moment, if you could somehow experience let yourself really experience what it would be like to be able to crush that hundred. Then the twenty five becomes easy. It doesn't matter if it's miserable. That man, makes that's, sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, dude. And it's funny though because when I like because I'm just I'm, I'm 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 absorbing this. Like I'm yeah. really trying to think about Sorry this. I'm preaching. No, man, I guys. love this for real. Like the girls who are it always goes back, man. I don't know what is. I think you're right. I think it's a generational thing because like when I try to think about that, like like you said, like in the times when you're trying to do the twenty five, and like you said, like like you'd hope to to. Experience like to somehow like know that you would get to a hundred it's like i don't know man I, I think you're right i think it's it's a it's a problem of like wanting it like wanting to actually like do you really even want to get to a hundred you know because like that's where my mind went like i was like i was thinking about it as, okay yeah then you're you're struggling with the 25 because then my mind was like like how do you even want to get to a hundred Dude, can like, I be
0: honest with you, and I hope you know my heart people no, don't think I'm I know you. your heart, bro, you're just being lazy, yeah, like pretty much what you're saying is when things are hard, I don't want to do them, yeah, like that's like your mindset has been trained to go, well, if it's hard, what's the point? yeah that is terrible, like
1: I think that's yeah like in
0: life right uh-huh. like no wonder you're beating yourself up because there's a part of you that's like oh, i want i want you do want the hundred, so let's take. Let's take your job. Sure. You've even said, I know I don't put my best foot forward. So the implication is you do want to, mm-hmm. but you only notice it when you're not getting the benefits of the hundred. Mm-hmm. So like I want to do – I don't know. I'll make something up. I want to do a really good show. Yeah. Okay. You do, right? You want that. I do. But you don't really – you're like, eh, but it's not worth the hassle. Mm-hmm. But then once it comes to the moment when you realize, oh, the show isn't what I wanted it to be – not talking about today just in general cuz that's part of your job and yeah. you say oh man i wish i had done that yeah
1: cuz it ends up being disappointing or yeah but, man it's yeah.
0: almost like you you don't believe in yourself that you even have the capability to do the hundred
1: yeah like you you never do it's weird man cuz i think i think you're right like i think i so it's weird because i'm trying to like process like how t- like <sighs> Somewhere along the line of my life, I think I lost that. I lost that that belief. I guess you know what I'm saying. Because like, yeah, you know, even like, because I used to. I think I used to have something inside me that was like, you "Can't quit." You know, you can do it. You know, it's it's. But like, I think it it, it, it faded somewhere. And I guess I'm like when I try to think back to where I'm not really quite sure where
0: when you bring it back to faith too man it's it's a type and i've done this it's it's a kind of arrogance in a way you know you're i think of this picture of like okay let's say you were peter fishing and jesus said come on make your fisherman a man you're like no i i can't do that and you just sit there Mm -hmm. you know i don't know man these are the thoughts i ask myself so i'm not coming down on you. i literally sit by myself when i pray and think and i say that to myself i'm like man how ridiculous is it me Is it of me to look at God and tell him (laughs) that I'm not capable of doing what he told me I'm capable of doing? It is extremely arrogant. It's not even just arrogant. It's, I I mean, it goes against the very nature of what I say I believe. Yep. Like, I know better than God. That is so ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's why – I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I think that's why I have times where I go, man, like, have like, do you really get this? Do you really understand this? Like, do you really – you know what I'm saying? like, Yeah, but
0: even that's not the point of the question, AJ. The point of the question is not to condemn yourself. Everything seems to revolve around your view of yourself.
1: Yeah. The point
0: of the question is to take your eyes off yourself, Mm -hmm. off your own – because even in that moment, you're going, well, do I really believe it? Like, are you – you're Eeyore. You're living Mm -hmm. like Eeyore. Like, yeah, I'm just not good enough to even have faith. Like – you can't, you maybe, and this will go to anyone, including myself, maybe yeah. we need to stop taking our eyes off of ourselves and look at him. Mm. Like, and I don't know how to get, like, this is the thing I live in myself. It's one I see in a lot of people in our, in our church family and you, yeah. you know, like, does that make sense? Are you seeing the deep self-focus there? It's yes. the idea that, well, you're right. I wonder if I even have the heart behind it. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Why are you even, <laughs> th- why is that your first thought? My yeah. first thought when I'm in the rip is going, holy moly, God, like, what am I saying about you? And you're mm. going, man, that's right about me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? And I think that's so many of our problems with our identity in Christ is like, and again, I may sound like I'm being hard on him, but like, we're in a similar place. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm not perfect at this, but man, we are just so self-focused. More you than know. we realize. Yeah. <laughs> And it creates this weird dynamic within our faith, within our relationships, within our marriages, within our work relationships. We are so insecure that we end up worshiping insecurity. Mm. I'm serious. All we want to talk about, about, about is how, in, like, how we're not good enough.
1: Mm-hmm. I never even thought about. I worshiping think that's insecurity. a pandemic.
0: <laughs> Get it nice. in Christianity. Hmm. It's an epidemic, man. Oh my goodness! All we focus on is self improvement and and I got, you know, goodness gracious. Like, the process of self-improvement is certainly the journey with Christ, right? But, yeah. like, it, this is where it gets almost philosophical. For me, we're on the journey, but the journey isn't the focus. So, it's like, I got to walk 10 miles, I'm following Jesus. And I should be focused on following Jesus, but instead I'm focusing on the 10-mile journey. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so, it's like, instead of focusing on where I'm going, I'm focused on... And even if I fall, if I'm if I'm telling myself, okay, I got to get back up because I got to follow and I got to do this. Instead, I'm like uh, focused on this journey. I don't know. It's it's hard. I get frustrated with the mindset because I live in it, and I see our people in it. And uh, man, I see so many. Goodness gracious! Like I, I actually goes back to what we said at the beginning: paralysis by analysis. We become a people that just talk about our flaws. Yeah. And that gets glorified. Whoever can trash themselves the most is the most real Christian. Mm. Instead of, yep, I have this problem. I'm going to, you know, what should I do? You know, how do I deal with it? We talk to each other about the lies. We tell ourselves truths. And then we get up and we beat our, like he said, we beat our bodies. We bring this to self-control and we do it. Mm. That doesn't mean that's what we should like. I should be ripping you and go, beat your body. But I'm mean, for, our, <laughs> right. for ourselves, I think, yeah.
1: right? For myself. Mm-hmm. It's really good, man. I like the I fact that you brought up, like, focusing on the journey. Because I think I do, man. I think I get caught up in, like, I think I lose sight of, like, the bigger picture of, like, what it's really about, you know. Because, like, that's good. Like, even, like, realizing, you know, it's always it's always aiming back at me, like you said. And I think... Um, I think it's hard for me to I think it's hard for me to to pro, like I guess it's hard for me to accept and understand sometimes cuz I've been I've been conditioned to think that the way I the way I think is unselfish when it's, it actually is it's still about me. So I think even now like even where I am now I think I have to fight like I have to I have to recognize that and I think I don't think I do a lot of the time. Well, you're not
0: alone in that. And yeah. when Jesus talks about that many times. We just don't apply it to ourselves when yeah. he says, "Hey, Paraphrasing, he he compares the uh, Pharisees, and I'm not saying your Pharisee equal, but yes. his mindset. So he's like, "Listen, do what they say, but don't do what they do, because they seek this and that, and they do it for different reasons." And mm-hmm. I guess for me, it's not to condemn you. It's saying sometimes I I try to make sure, you know, the enemy may not be able to get me by making me arrogant, thinking I'm too good for things, yeah. but he can also make me self focused by how bad I am.
1: <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so you. sorry, guys. That's you, you're pretty far away. It'll probably actually be pretty yeah. quiet. But um, that's really good, man. Because like, I think you know when I when I boil it down to like you know, for example, like like when I'm listening to you, when I'm listening to you, I can't stop. <laughs> when I'm listening to you, like preach on a Sunday, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of times where I, in my head, I am not placing myself. W- I'm not placing myself in the people who are throwing the stones. To me, I, I feel like I'm still putting myself in the middle of getting the stones thrown at me, but I'm really not because I'm still. I guess it's it's a weird twist, you know. It's like a. I think I am in a way still putting myself in those people throwing the stone. What does that mean? So, for people that are listening, they don't know the
0: context of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I understand the par- the parable, I mean the uh, story of of this of the
1: adulterous woman and stuff but what do you how does that
0: relate what do you mean
1: like i think because of like me not recognizing that mindset i think me not recognizing mindset is i'm still putting myself in that crowd of people who are throw the stone in a way like throwing the stone at um i guess that's just an analogy like like um like you're you're you need to hear the message is what you're saying and better yeah yes like it's like i feel like i'm only taking half of it maybe like I'm willing to say like I'm willing to say, yeah man, like i'm I'm in that you know i I suck I I, that I, sin. yes yeah. exactly the stones or whatever, right, but there's still part of me that's still like twisted enough to yeah. the point where I'm like me too. yeah, but you know, I also you know, like you know, like that part of the sermon, yeah, I mean that that applied to me but this one, yeah not not so much, yeah, that makes sense, yeah, so it's like um, it's like i'm it's like I'm half and half almost like I'm mm-hmm. sitting there like, yeah, I'm the person you know. About to get stoned, but I'm also the one who's also somehow holding one about to throw it. So I hope that, but I don't know if that makes sense or not. But that's just what came to my head. So, <laughs> so I think I don't know, man. I think a lot of it has to do with you know, like I said, not even recognizing that my mindset is there in that we in that place, you know. And yeah, I, th- I don't
0: think God is mad at at you or else when you do that. Yeah, it's more of sometimes I sit and I think you know to help you, you put yourself in the position of one of the of the leper. Maybe you're in the position of the blind man, and Jesus comes up to you and you tell him, "Nope, don't heal me, I don't deserve it yep he says, "Come here, and you say no, I don't want to take the effort to walk over you know, or a lot of times the the one that comes to me is the man at the pool, and Jesus has to say, Do you want to be healed and and he gives all the excuses, and that's what we do, and we so more it's not necessarily that we're jerks, it's just that we don't really Jesus wants to cut to the to the heart of it, you know? Like, stop worrying about your worthiness because I have made you worthy. I have made you able to do this through me, <clears throat> you know? It makes a sacrifice so small. For me, I feel convicted when I make a sacrifice small by saying I'm not worth it because he already said I am. Yeah. And he did it. He proved it. And that's the thing, man. Like, I don't know. I get frustrated when I hear that because of myself, but also it's so hindering to the kingdom.
1: Yes. To it's, your own faith. A, absolutely. And it's funny, man, because I think, I think that—I'm so, I'm also sorry to take up so much time. <laughs> I, re, I realize I've been talking for a long time. But um, I think I, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like I understood that concept way when I had much less. I don't know what you mean. Like— in my life, when I feel like I was in like in like a like a much like more difficult spot in my life, I feel like I understood that more. Understood what? Like this concept of like, it's not about you know like like your worthiness doesn't matter all that stuff. It's it's weird how I feel like like when like the more, either the better at least for me personally, it feels like the, like when I'm in a more co- like comfortable or better spot in life, or when I feel like I, um, I guess there's you know, less to worry about, I think I lose sight of that for some reason.
0: Well, it makes sense because when things are going better, you have to, you don't feel worthy of what you have. Mm. When you're, when life is punching your face or you're having through a rough time, you're like, well, this, this just, you don't think about it more because yeah, of course you don't have anything because you were never worthy of it anyway. So this is, you're getting what you deserve. Mm. But once you start to feel better, you're like, I feel guilty that anything's going good in my life because I'm not worth this
1: gotcha that's a a thought that came to my mind that makes a lot of sense I think yeah that makes sense I don't know just thoughts man
0: and again part of the reason I can talk about this so passionately and confidently in the sense of know what you're talking about is like I wrestle with that of course it's different Mm -hmm. but I still wrestle with it
1: right so yeah man I appreciate it like I think you know it's good to be pushed and I, I like it you know it's not it's something that if you, if you go long enough without, like, a conversation like that, you, you just kind of settle into it, you know, and you just kind of accept it. And like I said, there's times where I didn't even recognize it, but now I do. So now, like you said, it's just what do you do with that. So
0: Yeah, I guess if I were to wrap it up to encourage you with two things. One, your worth doesn't come from your self-perceived worth. It comes from what Jesus says you are. Yeah. And, you know, we can accept that we're sinners, but you don't want to accept that you're a saint. And that's what he says you are, and with that, because you are a saint, you have responsibilities because you're a prince and and a king, you know beneath a high king, because you are you have responsibilities that you need to do, even on the days you don't feel like it because it's it's real, and you know you are you, you know who the very fact that you are a son of the king comes with weight sometimes, yeah, and we have to walk that out and trust that he's going to. Equip us when we feel unequipped And help us when we feel Like we can't do it And like Be confident of that man and, and walk in it. And you know When you drop the ball You don't You don't say Well I'm terrible It's like Michael Jordan You know He missed however many shots That old saying He yeah. didn't all of a sudden say Well I'm never going to take a shot again Because I missed a shot he, right. said, he knew I'm the best player in the world And even though i miss some I'm going to make more than I miss yep. And that's life And I think you need to do that You are You know Equipped To do great things So start Living like that because that's what God thinks, Hmm. and He puts you here for a reason. And all the in all the areas of your life that you think you don't want the good, which you do, or you wouldn't even be like complaining about it, right? But also, you think you're not worth like it. Doesn't matter if I put effort in because it won't go anywhere. Well, that's ridiculous because He's put you here. Yeah, He he can put Moses right there in that seat right now. I say this all. He could. You're right. He could literally be like, I'm done with him. Magic, there's Moses. He didn't. <laughs> Magic, he said, there's Moses. AJ is the one I want here for right now. Yeah. He's the one that is going to make me proud, glorify me, point people to me, all that kind of stuff. Huh. Be encouraged, man. Thanks. That's appreciate not just it. my words. That's that's Jesus'.
1: Thank you. It's a good talk, man. I appreciate it. I think, you know, it gives me a lot to chew on and, like, a lot to really, like, think about and, you know, come back and, you know, make progress and, like, not... You know, like you said, live out of that that confidence that you know I am a king, I am a prince. You know, I being God's child is enough. You know, that's that gives me value. You know,
0: yeah, we are we are kings and queens because of who our Father is. That's you right. Know, a lot of Christians are like, how dare they? You don't get it. Yep. I I am literally a co heir with Christ. Um, my Father loves me, and I should live that way and show people who He is in my life mm. and. That's, that's pretty cool. We're, we're capable of far more than we think we are. It's true. You know, I, think it's, I think it's C.S. Lewis that says, you're never talking to any mere mortals. All right? You're not a mere mortal.
1: You are <laughs> son of the king. That's wild. <laughs> that, that's an interesting way he put it. Mm-hmm. Man. So anyway, sorry. I went on for such no, a long man, time. No, man, it's good. I think it's you know, spirit-led where we need to go. Yes. So how has your week been?
0: Um, I would say... It's going, it's going okay, man. I think I'm in a similar place to you. So here's what I realized about myself: when it comes to my identity in Christ, between me and God, between if you were to tell me, I don't know, like the very root of my faith, I am, I am confident in who I am in Him. It's weird. I don't know how to describe. It. Like I know who I am in Him. I know that He loves me. I know that all those kinds of things. Now, do I struggle to think? I struggle with the idea that he's going to punish me all the time. Anytime I get out of line, that comes from probably my own past, youth and stuff. But overall, I do that. But what I've realized is I really get caught up in what other believers think about me. And um, I let their view of me, it's so weird, man. It's like, so say if um, there's other, I don't know, Let's say pastors in the community. I let that bother me if some of them don't like me or question me. And I don't, it's not because I think they're right. It's not even because it shakes my belief in what God views of me, but it bothers me because I do go, well, Lord, they're supposed to be your servants and like, they don't like me. So maybe something is wrong with me. Um, And I can, I can kind of let that become my identity and make me focus on doing that more than what I'm doing. And like, I, I end up caring a lot about, how do I put this, appearing godly. To them, by their definition. And mm-hmm. I don't mean just past people. Right. And sometimes, you know, that's not what God's called me to do, you know. I. So it goes what I told you, you know. I need to get to the point where I do the right thing, regardless of whether people believe my motives are good or not. Yeah. So anytime I take a step, I let, because I've, I've sinned in my past, and because I have shame in my past, when someone doubts me, I, I, let me put it the other way. Because of all those things, I spend a lot of my time trying to make people believe my motives are good. Yeah. Does that make sense? And when I do that, I end up, I end up putting other people's views of me and whether they think I am being genuine over what God's called me to do. Even Uh, I can tell you have no idea what I'm talking about. It seems because you have that look in your face. It's (laughs) more.
1: I know him well. I'm just pondering. It's like a so. I'm I'm trying to relate it back because, like you said, like relating back like what you said to me. So is is it kind of like one of those things where you feel like. Whereas um, you
0: don't want to try, yeah. Because by the way, just ask me questions instead of blankly looking at me.
1: That was sorry, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of. I, think about, going, I don't understand you're if you not what I, I mean. I was trying to think of a way to, to word the question. No, that's okay. sorry.
0: I just sometimes don't. I'll keep rambling because I feel like you. <laughs> um, so whereas you don't try because you don't think you you don't even want to do it. Sometimes I will start the race and then stop and be like, "Hey, everyone, I want you to believe that I really want to do this for good reasons." So. It's still the same thing where I'm, I'm, I'm hindering myself or hindering, hesitating on what God's called me to do mm-hmm. because I want other people to believe it. Gotcha. I want other people to believe what God's called me to do. So if I were to relate it to the Bible, I'm not Moses, but if I say it's all, it would almost be like God telling Moses to go free the Egyptians, but he doesn't go to Pharaoh until he gets all the other Egyptians to believe that God sent him to do it.
1: Right. Does that okay. makes sense. So
0: then he doesn't do what he's supposed to do because he's okay. so focused on making sure everyone agrees with him. Sometimes I can do that and that really that's hes- and what that ends up doing is i get really frustrated because you can never please everyone i end up hurting people close to me because i'm so frustrated and like it leaks out so mm-hmm. overall what what i've what i've done is i've come to this place of like i just want to get oh i know i've let the journey or i've let the people in the crowd i've let that maybe they're not even saying anything my own self-perceived view of how they view me okay uh, they must think this distract me from what I'm doing and it's hindered my life, my personal life it's hindered my professional life, it's hindered my ministry so I've just made a lot of decisions the last two weeks of not doing that anymore and you know just stepping into what I've been called to do again like I used to and um, really focused dude you're cracking your knuckle just distracting me I'm I'm such a squirrel I can't Yeah. So anyway, that's the end of it. I'm just trying to do what God's called me to do, and not worry about the rest of it.
1: So, so I guess though, so like the question I guess I had because I was trying to think of like, so, like using the example you did with like Moses, like trying to like like um make everybody think like believe like hey I'm doing this like out of good motive. Like why is that? Is that just because like it's just hard because it just it because of the. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. Because of the doubt in like who you are, or like no. like does it
0: Because of what I've done. Uh-huh. So I'm sure no one believes that I'm a good person or which I'm not, but like I'm doing things because of God or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to make everyone believe me, which doesn't matter. Gotcha. Because then I'm still putting there view of me or what they think above what god has told me to do gotcha in day-to-day life so all right moving on to questions um i got a couple here starting on this one on the topic of offering slash giving to the church if i come from a less fortunate family and in the only believer in my family would i still be judged for not giving is it wrong to not give in
1: this case um i think that this is tough because it makes me think of you know the you know the story of you know the woman who gives like literally like she gives what is like it's like compared to like like a penny essentially like she gives like her one piece you know and the people who give you know so much more like oh she only gave one but it ended up being everything um i i like what because i I know you've kind of spoken and stuff kind of like similar to this not exactly similar but it's always it's always brought back to the idea of like like you can give something you know um you know, I understand. Like, there's times where you know it feels like you can't give anything, um, and it seems like in this question they're saying, "Well, you know, I'm in a tough situation." You know, I think it's just it's okay as long as you're being transparent with yourself. You know, I guess does that make sense? Like being transparent with the situation you're in, because like, I know for example, for that? me, like, I've had times where I probably could have given, but I didn't because I was just so being fearful. honest with yourself. Is what yeah. you mean? Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> You know, it doesn't matter if you can't give and it's truly, you know, you're not giving because you literally don't have anything or you don't, you know, you, you don't, f- then yeah, of course God doesn't, you know, God's not mad at you for exactly.
1: that. Exactly. Yeah. He's but not if you're
0: saying that. you, you know, you can't give that dollar and you're using your circumstances as an excuse for that, then yeah, it would be a problem. It's all about the heart. You're the one that knows your heart in that case, you and God. And God, um, it's not about God wanting a ton of money. It's about the hold that money has over you because at the end of the day, it's also about trusting him. You know, if I have $2, that's all I have in got. And I, and I can give a dollar, um, that takes faith that God's going to take care of me that I'm not, you know, that even though I don't have that extra dollar, he's going to do it Mm -hmm. or take care of it. So I think that's what it boils down to. That's
1: good. Next one here is what is your opinion on evangelism? Especially those that take it too far.
0: I don't know what they mean by take it too far. I don't think you can take it too far when it comes to telling people um, the truth. Uh, so I've always compared it to this. If I knew my friend was literally driving down the road and about to jump off a, of, like drive off a cliff and he didn't know it was a cliff, mm-hmm. how far would I go to stop him from dying? Mm-hmm. You know, would I would pop his tire? Wheel, would right? I, well, I'm not even in the car in this case. Maybe, what would I do? Yeah. I would do whatever it took probably to save the person I love without. Hurting them, yeah, um, because I would defeat the purpose. So I think I don't think my, I think that we're called as we go to spread the good news of the gospel. And if you want to know if my honest opinion, I think most Christians don't live a life of evangelism. They don't tell people, including myself, yeah, um, the people that they could. Uh, as far as taking it too far, I assume, I assume, I have no idea that you mean the people who say things like uh, God hates gay people, and they call that evangelism. You know, mm-hmm. repent. You know, I. Um, that kind of stuff, you know, God's never going to contradict his word. So saying that's not even giving the gospel. If you're going to say that, you need to give the full gospel. But, you know, sometimes I've said the people we call crazy, like the street, the street preachers who are saying, repent, the kingdom of God is near. God loves you. You need to turn from your sin or You die. Like, why is that crazy when it's the truth? Maybe they're the yeah. only
1: sane ones. I uh, do. That's, I a hundred percent agree with you, man. Like those are the ones that are going out there and sp- just speaking truth, man. Like like you said, they're not, they're giving it all. They're not just focusing on this one part and saying, like you said, like you use like the gay people one, and then like like hey, you know you're gay, you're going to hell. Like it's like that just doesn't help, you know. That's
0: well, it's it's not their heart behind that is not.
1: It's not in the right typically place. Typically
0: trying to save someone, they're condemn. They want to condemn a certain sin, right? Um, which isn't even that's not even a in the context, yeah. Yeah. Like All right, that. next one. Uh, I've been hearing a lot. Of different things about our country, and I find that I'm scared and confused. Some are saying we should stock up on groceries, switching banks, etc. What are your thoughts? It seems like you guys do a lot of research of both mainstream media and other sources. It's hard to know what to believe
1: and trust. <laughs> so I I do some research. Todd does a whole lot of research. <laughs> and I, I I just do my best to take in what he has to share. <laughs> um so um, you know, it's a weird time. Um you know when it comes to you know if if you've come to a place where you feel like you need to stock up on groceries just remember to you know we've we've talked about this when everything was going crazy with the toilet paper during the beginning of you know covid and mm-hmm. everything like you know take what you need not what you, not pay, don't pay, don't overly you know stock on things that you don't need that kind of stuff you know cuz jesus wouldn't want that yeah you know so i guess it's not the fact that you know it, It's not the fact that whether you should or not, it's more like if I guess if you feel like you need to, if you're feeling like that, you know, that something crazy is coming where you need to do that, you can prepare. Just don't go crazy with it. You know, same with what they say, switch banks,
0: you
1: know, (sighs) you know, we've seen a couple of things where, you know, we've seen certain institutions say they're not going to support, you know, Certain political figures or or certain causes. Yes. So, you know, that's. I guess that's hard for me to answer. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think uh, if you're asking us specifically, do we think if we should stock up on groceries based on the situation that we have in our world right now, I don't have any info to tell you on that. There's a lot of things going on out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the idea of stocking up, you know, even during the quarantine and pandemic stuff last year, quarantine, um, you know, we. I never stocked up in the sense of, going out and buying 75 rolls of toilet paper or whatever. Because yeah. if you really think about it, I, let me put it this way. There's a line between wisdom and fear. Yes. And it's, you know, if you knew for a fact, if, if we knew water is going to be scarce, water sources are <clears throat> tainted for three months, you're going to go and probably buy some extra water. But if you were to try to adjust what you do in your life based on every possibility you'd never be prepared. That's true. It can happen. Oh, so yeah. So I think, um, <clears throat> you know, being praying about it and asking God to give you gu- wisdom and guidance in certain areas, you know, and using discernment. If, if you feel like something's coming that you need to, then yeah. But, I, you know, I, I tend to think about what Jesus said when he talked about the birds of the sky and lilies of the field. I think there's a thin line where you try to, it's, it's, it's worry. And Jesus did say, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one thing I'll touch on just because you brought mainstream media up guys, we've talked about some previous episodes. It's not conspiracy to say that mainstream media has a bias. Yeah. Um, you need to open your eyes and look, you need to see what's happening right now. You need to see how cities are opening again and things are happening the moment after an election happens. Uh, you got to ask yourself why that's happening. Mm -hmm. We're not even saying that, but you got to ask yourself why got to ask yourself why the media has a narrative why all the channels seem to point a certain way this isn't even politically how they always seem to steer um steer the cultural narrative one direction they yes. tell us who the bad guys are and they tell us who the good guys are True. and if we're not careful that can be a problem so use discernment pray if something doesn't feel right then i encourage you to look at other sources there are other um, news Channels yeah. and things like that. That's so good. I don't know if that helps at all, but I will tell you this: God doesn't want you to live out out of fear. Uh, perfect love casts out all fear. The Bible says. And guess what? God loves you perfectly, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, what's the top of the next? one? We may not have time.
1: That's the planned uh, Planned Parenthood.
0: Yeah, that would probably take a whole different. Uh,
1: take a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, you know
0: what? Go ahead. I'll just do it.
1: You're I'll sure? just make it quick. Yep. Okay. Is it wrong to use planned parenthood if I can't afford birth control since they support abortions?
0: Okay. So, we need to not muddy the water. <clears throat> um So, let me let me put it this way. Let's say you knew that Walmart supported um politicians who supported abortion. Mm-hmm. Would you not sh- shop at Walmart? So I think Planned Parenthood is one of those things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I'm a huge fan of their philosophy. I think mm-hmm. they've done some. I think they have done and do some things that are pretty. Uh, I'm trying. I want to say shady, but at least makes you go, eh? Yeah. Bottom line is, you need to be faithful to what God's called you to, you to do. It's just like when we talked about birth control. It's one of those things that I think falls under what Paul said when it comes to since it's not directly addressed. Um, <clears throat> what What's the Spirit telling you? Mm-hmm. You know, if the, you, you feel like you don't feel convicted to use birth control in general, which I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying some people feel like that's OK. You need to be faithful to that. So you, you don't think birth you're, you're going to use birth control if you feel like you can't afford it and going and you pray about, is it OK to go play in parenthood and you don't feel convicted about it? Then go for it. If for some reason God's got a hold of you and he's like, I, you know, don't do this, don't do it. You know, Paul talks about in the Old Testament, um, there were a lot of Christians saying that they shouldn't use the meat bought at this market. Because they know that that meat came from animals that was sacrificed at a pagan temple. Mm-hmm. And some of them felt like to do that is is entering into worship with that pagan, right? With you're, that You're, god. you're consuming yeah. this thing that's dedicated to a false God. Well, Paul said, listen, to me, that's just meat. It's not. But if to you, in your heart and mind, that's somehow becoming this religious thing, then you shouldn't eat it, right? And I would say it's the same thing. You know, if you, if you can in good conscience do it because you feel guilty about it or convicted and it's a it's a you need to obey that and if not if it's you it's just a place you get that medicine then get that then go get that medicine that's good man. um because i can tell you this there there can definitely be also by the way there are other alternatives out there that could help but i don't think it's something you should be condemned about yeah uh, definitely something you should be praying praying about Now, i me be very clear in case someone says that i certainly can tell you exactly where i stand on abortion murder is wrong and um You know, that's what abortion is. Now, does that mean if you're listening out there and you've ever had an abortion that I'm condemning you or saying you're a monster? I'm not. Does that mean that I don't care about people who have been raped or in sexual relationships, those kinds of things? We're just talking in general. I want to make it clear so that no one can misunderstand that. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that's one of the gray areas in Scripture for me. I just don't think it. But as far as your specific question, just be obedient to what the Spirit's leading you. I think that's about it. Episode 100. You got any thoughts?
1: Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, man, just listening for man. I think I think we said it's coming up on like I think next week will be two years. I think the first one came out like January thirty first, twenty nineteen. So that's wild. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for sticking around and listening to us every week for almost two years. That's super surreal that you know God has used this to to bless you guys and has spread his you know his word across social media because social media needs it. Amen. Um And man, just. I don't know for those of you that have just come around, you know, we've, we've discovered along the way and you guys have just decided to hop on the real talk train. Thank you guys so much for, you know, deciding to join in on a ministry that is, it is reaching people. You know, you guys are a big part of that. Um, so I just appreciate you guys, you know, 100 episodes in who knows where, you know, what comes next, but I love you guys and I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Yep. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate you being a part of this, all the work you do. Um, It's been a fun ride. Thank you guys. He said it all. I appreciate you. We're so blessed by you. I would encourage you if you like real talk to keep sharing and liking guys. We need the encouragement sometimes. Um, We do. So if it blesses you in any way, either writing a comment, giving us a review, um, you know, even sharing it with something that blessed you guys. It's not, if I'm going to be selfish, sometimes we need the encouragement and we see that and it helps a lot, but also you're reaching people for the Lord and they're getting to hear Hopefully that it's okay Amen. to have real talk and it's okay to wrestle through things. And, and even in the little nuggets of truth in there about um, that God loves you right where you're at. And uh, also God loves you too much to leave you there. So I don't know who's out there listening to this and may need to hear this, but I need you to know you've never gone too far from God that mm-hmm. he can't bring you home. And if you think, think that you're not good enough for him and you've never put your faith in Christ because you know you can't clean yourself up, here's some good news for you. You don't have to. I'm not cleaned up enough um, it's never about cleaning yourself up enough. It's about him being clean enough and cleaning us. So God loves you. Um, yeah, that's the gist of it. You guys know the deal. The link up above is active twenty four seven. The slash twenty four seven three 365. If you want to ask questions, we've got a lot in the database. We might do a bonus episode for maybe that'd be a good thing to do for one hundred. Is just go live and answer smash some of these questions out. Maybe we'll do that tonight. Who knows? We'll we'll trick you will uh, surprise you. That's Heck the word, yeah. not um, also, <laughs> trick you. Also, if you want to support us, boy, I can, I'll be honest, we need it in um, these days. If if Real Talk has blessed you, particularly if you don't go to the, to the Remnant, which supports this church, we would love yeah. for you to help us because I know, boy, they give like crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you're outside this church and have gotten blessed by this, either through the podcast, the video on Rumble YouTube, uh facebook whatever if you would consider donating it's completely tax deductible we'd really appreciate it no amounts too small and you can do that at www.theremnant.life give and when you go to the drop down box just go down to real talk it goes directly back into this mm. other than that like share give us some comments we see them we love you guys so much we appreciate you thank you clint so much man i love you love you aj appreciate everything you, you guys dude. do hey have a great day and god bless you